Chapter Seventeen of My Path to Atheism by Annie Besant. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seventeen, The Order of Confirmation. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. In those remarkable days the order of confirmation might have been in consonance with its surroundings, a state of things which is very far from being its present position. Mr. Spurgeon, writing for the benefit of street preachers, lately pointed out very sensibly that as the Holy Ghost no longer gave the gift of tongues, they had better stick to their grammars, and in these degenerate days honest effort is more likely to show results more satisfactory than those which ensue from the laying on of bishops' hands. When the apostles perform this ceremony, which the bishop now performs after their example, definite proofs of its efficacy were said to have been seen, so much so, indeed, that Simon, the sorcerer, wished to invest some money in heavenly securities, so that, on whomsoever I lay hands he may receive the Holy Ghost. A Simon would manifestly never be found nowadays ready to pay a bishop for the power of causing the effects of confirmation. So far as the carnal eye can see, the white-robed, veiled young ladies and the shame-faced, black-coated boys, who throng the church on a confirmation day, return from the altar very much the same as they went up to it. No one begins to speak with tongues. If they did, the beadle would probably interfere and quench the spirit with the greatest promptitude. They are supposed to have received some special gifts. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and ghostly strength, the spirit of knowledge and true godliness. And in addition to these six spirits, there is one more, the spirit of thy holy fear. No less than seven spirits, then, enter these lads and lasses, Wisdom and understanding are easily perceptible. Are they wiser after confirmation than they were before? Do they understand more rapidly? Do they know more? If there be no perceptible difference, is the presence of the Holy Spirit of non-effect? If of non-effect, can his presence be of any use, of the very smallest advantage? If of no use, why make all this parade about giving a thing whose gift makes the recipient no richer than he was before? Besides, what certainty can there be that the Holy Ghost is given at all? Allowing, what seems to an outsider a gross piece of irreverence, that the Holy Ghost is in the fingers of the bishop to be given away when it suits the bishop's convenience, or is in a sort of reservoir of which the bishop turns the tap and lets the stream of grace descend, allowing all this as possible, ought not some sign to follow them that believe— how can we be sure that the bishop is not an impostor, going through a conjurer's gestures and mutterings, and no magic result accruing? If, in the ordinary course of daily life, any one came and offered us some valuable things that he said he possessed, and then went through the form of giving them to us, saying, Here they are, guard and preserve them for the rest of your life, and the outstretched hand contained nothing at all, and we found ourselves with nothing in our grasp, should we be content with his assurance that we had really got them, although we might not be able to see them, and we ought to have sufficient faith to take his word for it? Should we not utterly refuse to believe that we had received anything unless we had some proof of having done so, and were in some way the better or the worse for it? 
The truth is that people's religion is to them a matter of such small importance that they do not trouble themselves about proof. Faith is enough to comfort them. The six weekdays require their brains, their efforts, their thought. The Sunday is the Lord's day, and he must see toft. Earth needs all their earnest attention, but heaven must take care of itself. The validity of an earthly title is important, and the confirmation of a right to inherit property in this world is eagerly welcomed, but the confirmation to a heavenly inheritance is a mere farce, which it is the fashion to go through about the age of fifteen, but which is only a fashion, the confirmation of a faith in nothing in particular to an invisible heritage of nothing at all. End of chapter 17